Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Cultaholic Island. We are here with another castaway for Desert Island Graps, choosing their three favourite matches. Three matches that they would watch while stranded, metaphorically, on a desert island. And joining us today uh, is the newest signing to Impact Wrestling. Uh, You know him and love him on the reg as Dirty Dango. And he joins me now. Dirty Dango, how you doing? What's going on on the reg, man? On the reg, matey. Now, uh, before we started, I want to mention this because I know it will make him blush. Uh, before we started recording, um, you you revealed that you're an avid fan of our very own Adam Pacitti. I am. I'm a huge fan. I, I look down and it says Cultaholic Wrestling down here on the Zoom. And I'm like, wait a minute. I know these guys. I watched their... Uh... I watched their YouTube show on my TV, so that's how I I absorb information. I'm I'm like a teenager. I can only watch YouTube clips, so (laughs) I love the show. Thank you. Now we know you're watching, we will try harder. Congratulations on signing with Impact Wrestling, officially on the books for Impact. Uh, Tell us how that came to pass recently. You know, um, it's life, life and wrestling are really funny, man. When, um, when Kurt Hawkins, Brian Majors, Brian Myers was doing a dancing gimmick in WWE years ago, um, he picked me to be his tag partner, and they actually went with me to be the Fandango character. And then Myers came up to me about six months ago, and, and he asked, hey, are you signed anywhere? I said, no. And then he goes, what about coming in and doing Bound for Glory as a surprise opponent for me? And uh, I said, sure. So, uh, you know, I did the match, and, and they – they liked the dirtiness they saw, I guess, and um, and they offered me a contract. You know, I, I got a lot of friends over there at Impact, so it was um, not too nerve-wracking walking in the locker room, you know, because most of the guys there and girls I've known for years and shared locker rooms with. So, uh, Myers, yeah, Myers and I have intertwined our careers for years, so it's, it's kind of cool that um, I guess you'd say he was my in, so it was pretty nice of him to do that. So, a lot of respect. A lot of respect. Oh, a lot of love. A lot of love for Brian Myers here. A lot yeah, of love he's for him. Best. Uh, now, it's obviously it's not your first rodeo with Impact Wrestling. Uh, in, a, in a previous life, you popped up on TNA, on Explosion. There's been a handful of matches that we've seen you in. Now, cast your mind back there. I know it was a, it was a very different beast to the one that it is now. Uh, but was there any offers, any consideration for you doing stuff all the way back in like 2004 with them? I remember in 2003, I used to, uh, Bill Barron's hooked me up. I was, I was working for NWA Wildside in Cornelia, Georgia, Ken Doan, um, and myself, Kenny Dykstra. And I, yeah, I don't think he was old enough to drive. We would drive from Boston down to Georgia and Bill, um, 
you know, he was kind of the liaison um, medium into TNA at the time. And he, you know, he said, why don't you come down to the Nashville fairgrounds at the time and um, do a dark or explosion match? So I said, hell yeah, I will drive 14 hours for free and come down and do monthly uh, dark matches. So um, to your question, no, there was a time I remember Bert Apprentice, God rest his soul, um, was there and he brought me up to Jerry Jarrett and goes, what about this kid? Um, for a baby face here you know I think I was 18 or 19 and Jerry looked at me and said no we have enough baby faces so that was my only uh shot at getting a contract there I guess but um yeah I did a few dark matches there from 2003 2004 um and then I think 2005 or 6 I ended up going to deep south wrestling but um it was fun man it was um you know, my first real TV experience as a, as a, as a young kid coming up. So yeah, it was great. And the world works in such a mysterious way because you went away, you did your thing and here you are once more uh, back once again with your behavior. Well, the, your contract is, is with impact wrestling. Um, could we possibly, I mean, I don't want to go too much into the details of the contract because that's your business and your business alone. But mm-hmm. is there like, is there a chance that we could still see you popping up elsewhere or are you, are you exclusive to impact wrestling now? Um, I, I think I'm just going to do impact for now. And, um, you know, I run a construction business here in Maine. So the, the schedule really works well with, um, with what do I do here in Maine? And, uh, yeah, so we're just going to take, just do that for now. And, um, you know, I, I really like the schedule. I like, I like all the agents there, Tommy dreamers, got the more Gail Kim, um, obviously like Myers, uh, all those guys, Rhino, Heath, guys that i've worked hundreds of times so um it's cool to go see everybody once or twice or four times a month you know depending on what their schedule is running and uh, big con who i used to live with down in deep south wrestling so um i really look forward to flying out to tv every month to see all the guys and girls well, it, it's, a, it's a schedule. A lot of people say nice uh, things about the impact schedule because it allows them to breathe and do other things, but still be part of a, a wonderful company like that and hang out with some really lovely people as well. Mm. So you, your, your, your comments very much echo what other people from impact have said on, on here as well. Um, we're going to talk about a number a couple of other things in particular, in particular, three matches that you would watch while stranded on a desert island um, in a metaphorical desert island. That is uh, we're going to go through the match by match as we chat today. Uh, Dirty Dango, what would you like your first match to be? Let's go with Hakushi, Jinsei Shinsaki. And I apologize, um, Hakushi, if I'm saying your name wrong. Um, and Hayabusa, who was my favorite wrestler growing up. Um, versus rbd and sabu from heatwave 1998 i believe the dayton uh in dayton ohio at the ohara arena i could be wrong and i could be wrong pronouncing hakushi's name so i apologize but as a 16 year old um ecw diehard fan that was the holy grail of cool moves and table smashing and um i thought hayabusa was the coolest the coolest uh wrestler in the world because he did the phoenix splash and now every indie show i'm on so there's someone on the show that can do the phoenix splash so it's it's crazy how uh, evolved um these kids have got athletically so just um yeah that's my first match right there boom can you remember where you were when you saw it for the first time probably in my bedroom uh on Prime Star because I went out and got a um, 
convinced my dad to get a satellite dish so I could get pay-per-view so I could watch ECW. So I was probably recording it on VHS because at the time I had stacks of VHS videotapes where I thought they were going to, you know, I never thought there would be a thing called YouTube or the Peacock or WWE Library. So I was saving all those videotapes. If I was to be stranded on a desert island, I would have some sort of um, videotape. So <laughs> have you still have you still got them? Dude, I had cases of boxes of videotapes, and I think I moved one time in Houston and just left them somewhere. I'm like, these are pretty much obsolete and just useless. The ones I wish I saved, though, were um, like ECW fan cam or my old backyard wrestling tapes. Um, but mostly everything now you can just get online. So it's kind of a waste of money and time for me to do that. But I don't know. Um, I like tape trading was such a big thing, you know, back then, tape trading. Oh gosh, yeah, massive deals. But the, the yeah. what I love is the fact that there is some chances are there's somebody somewhere that picked up a random uh, box <laughs> of VHS tapes containing uh, a, a dirty Dango backyard match. Like I, I love they that. Threw, they probably threw it away. Like, <laughs> what is this? this? Why are why are these guys powerbomb each other through doors? These little skinny kids. So they probably I... want to fill out a police report, so they threw them away. I love when people drop in backyard wrestling when we talk here because I can't help uh, but but pull on that thread. So I've got to know when you were in the in the the heady heights of backyard wrestling, who are you knocking about with? Did you have a gimmick of your own? Were you a wrestler that you do? Tell us about the backyard years of Dirty Dango. Do, do you want to know what my gimmick name was? I, I'm desperate to know. It was uh, New Kurt. It was nothing. It had nothing to do with New Jack at all. It was my own. <laughs> a 150 pound white kid from Maine. Um, <laughs> his backyard name was New Kurt. So uh, uh, yeah, I, I think you can fill in the blanks there. But uh, I was a big New Jack fan. <laughs> so did you do the 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 New Jack gimmick? Come out with a trolley full of oh, weapons. Yeah. Amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did, did you have a song playing whilst you did the damage a la New Jack? It's weird because I came out to the exact same music that New Jack did. So I don't know if he stole it from me or if I stole it from him. But we came out to Natural Born Killers. I, I don't know. Like, he saw one of my tapes and just thought it was cool. But it's coincidentally, we both came out to the same song. So I don't know. I love the idea that there is a multiverse where, where we don't have New Jack. We have you as New Kurt. Yeah. Yeah, God rest his soul, man. He was a, he was a cool cat. I liked him. So. Did you ever did you ever cross paths? Yeah, a few times. You know, when they do Mania, um, you know, when they do Mania, and every 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 wrestlers in in town. So uh, I remember being at a bar in Miami, probably to whenever Mania was in Miami, like 2010 or 11, and running into New Jack, and he was really cool. So um, and maybe a few indie shows as a kid, but he was always really nice to me. That's always good to hear. It's always good to hear when they're when they're nice. When you meet your heroes and they're good people. Well, and I, you're not going to be rude to New Jack, so I that, think I was on my behavior. So there is that. Now a lot of people are going to know you uh, as Fandango from your from your WWE run in in the in the early teens, and you became an overnight sensation in the UK. 
and and it's it was just a, a moment in time your song entered the the the, the big top 40 uh, the bbc radio on chart show were confused as hell as to why this was happening uh, and uh, you you became like a bit of a, a bit you became synonymous with everton of all clubs uh, yes. who who would do were playing your songs and argue with fans about whether they play them uh, did you become an evertonian and are you still an evertonian van Dijk? I am a diehard Evertonian, and um, I felt bad because uh, my good friend Robbie Brookside is a, actual, an actual diehard Evertonian, and I felt like a poser. And um, so I, I just started. Um, the, the fans were tweeting Everton while the the the, the song was getting popular in um, England, and the fans were tweeting tweeting Everton to play my song at the uh, the the grounds over there in uh, Liverpool. And they pretty much just blew it off. So I think I blew them up on Twitter and then it became kind of a weird interaction where they didn't really know who I was. And then they figured it out and then they invited me to do media. So every European tour, I would stop um, in Liverpool and go do media for Everton. So kind of, it kind of, I kind of stumbled my way into it. And I, I felt bad because I know what it's like to be a diehard Boston Red Sox fan. And, you know, my dad, my grandfather's generations of being uh, a diehard sports fan. And I know Brookside was a diehard Everton fan. So whenever we were over there, I tried to invite him to come with me. Um, so he could kind of give me some facts. So I, I wouldn't look like a complete poser, but, um, no, I always, I always had a great time going there. There's a lot of history there, and um, the the staff and everyone that worked at the uh, the Goodison Park were really really cool. And uh, but I'm glad I get to share that with Robbie too, because I know it meant a lot to him. I was kind of just walking around, didn't really know what I was getting into, but there was so much history there that he kind of smartened me up too. Oh, he's a good egg, is Robbie? He's a good yeah. egg. Um, real good when it comes when it comes to something like that where obviously the you know the hope is that you come into wwe uh with it with a with a persona and a style and it lands and you do well but the the groundswell so early i don't think anybody saw coming like obviously we wanted it to be great but it was just like whoa this is the thing what what are some of the conversations that went on backstage when they where they recognized that what you were doing even in its very early days was blowing up um unfortunately i feel like when something kind of catches on um and this isn't a shot at wwe but i feel like they kind of push it down people so a little too much you know what i'm saying so um vince was really behind the character obviously and um they wanted to go with it and I got a concussion. So that kind of put me on the sidelines, but, um, backstage, I remember being backstage and they had like the little silhouette of me and the, and the whole thing, um, like the, the curtain that I would come out through and Randy Orton just kind of looking at me and be like, what the hell is all this for? You know, like kind of ribbing me a little bit, but, um, no, but all, you know, you kind of figure out who your real friends are when you start to do good on TV, you know, um, people don't really notice you or you're not threatening while when you're on the bottom card or doing dark matches. But when you start to get a little push, you kind of figure out who your real friends are and who really supports you and who's really happy for you and not insecure about your push, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's just, I kind of knew in the back of my head, it's like, it, it's like the margarine, anything that becomes really popular that quick usually tends to go away pretty quick. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it was just lightning in a bottle and it was the right place, the right time. And it was, you know, I owe so much to the UK fans because of, uh, 
you know, they like to get after that main, you know, mania and the night after mania. And, um, I just did a European tour in October, uh, or did England and uh, a few other countries. And it, it felt really good to get back over there with all the fans. And they're really, 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 uh, lit, you know, really, really loud and their chants are awesome. So I, I love going. We love you being here, uh, over here in the UK as well. We, we have a show called strictly come dancing which is where it's a bit, it's, it's, I think it's dancing with the stars, but the British version where it's, it's celebrities learning to dance from, from next to nothing to becoming expert dancers. Uh, where obviously your character, uh, in it's, in its early days, sort of pre-fashion police with Tyler Breeze, it was uh, very much, uh, all about the dancing. How were your dance moves before that, before that, that, that debut? And did you do any work in the dancing field following it? When we first started the character, um, they sent me to uh, stripping, stripper, stripper school, dance school. Um, and then one day they pulled me aside and said, um, don't worry about going to stripping school anymore. I was like, thank God. They're like, uh, we'll go to ballroom dancing school now. I'm like, shit. Okay. Um, just like wrestling, it takes years and years and years to get good at dancing. And um, I was going to Arthur Murray School in Houston, Texas. For about three months just just learned enough just to be able to fake it um the, the thing about dancing is if you have a good partner um you know a good dance partner they can kind of uh hide your um lack of ability you know what i'm saying for lack of a better term there but um so they, they they stuck me with good dancers right out the gate so they kind of covered up my lack of ability but it takes years and years and years to get really good at dancing you know you just you can't just learn in three or four months but um yeah i met a lot of nice girls over the years back when i was single so you know no complaints. <laughs> yeah you, and you don't meet any new girls now no no zero no just, just one just one just a man just one one girl absolutely absolutely <laughs> Don't talk to any more women ever. Um, match two, Dirty Dagger. Let's get to your second match. A belter from Heatwave was your first one. What would you like your second one to be? Um, uh, let's be a little. Let's be a little um, egotistical here. It's going to be Brizango versus the Usos. Backlash 2017, where where we dressed up as, uh, well, I guess Breeze dressed up as an old lady and a janitor and etc. So. Um, that's that's always my one of my favorite matches just because it was strictly um storyline character driven you know I, I pulled into the arena that day thinking we're gonna have some rock and roll express um midnight express classic arm drag kickoff leg sweep arm drag hip toss match and um the boss pulled us in and, and gave us a direction and I thought we were probably going to get fired the next day, but it ended up turning out to be uh, really, really good. So it was why, the right market for it to Chicago, you know, so. I'm, I'm intrigued. Why did you feel like you'd get fired? Was it because of, because the direction was so ridiculous? They thought, well, you thought, well, this is going to be our swan song. No, I didn't think we were really going to get fired, but I thought it was a rib, but, um, right. But the old man, he knew, he knew what, um, you know, he's been around, while so he knew he's he, he knew what he's doing so but um yeah so it's just uh, one of those things it was going to be really really good or really really bad and it, it, it was really really good so uh, i think that's why it means so much to us ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Fashion Police skits that you did with Tyler Breeze. It's another example of uh, you guys getting something and working on something and really crafted something. And whilst we always want it to be good, it becomes great. And the groundswell <laughs> is 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 loud once again. Uh, do you do you believe that the Fashion Police got everything they could have got out of what they did, or did you did you have more irons in the fire for the Fashion Police by the time by the time the plug was pulled? <laughs> I feel like everybody always thinks they could have got a longer run, whether it's Nexus or the fashion police. Um, but everything has a shelf life. You can only play a character, a niche character for so long. You know what I'm saying? And that's why guys like Edge and uh, Christian, et cetera, are, are such great talents because they're always thinking what's coming up next. Um, you can't, you know, it's like being an actor. You can't play the same character for five, 10 years straight. Eventually you got to change it up. Um, I knew I knew that niche kind of uh, comedy act wasn't going to last forever. Um, the, the thing about being comedy is is um, you're kind of pigeonholed into that one segment on the show, and and maybe you'll get a chance to go for the titles or or title, but um, you're not really into that contendership as much. Being a comedy act, you know what I'm saying? Um, unfortunately, it was kind of a catch twenty two because we played the character. We, we did comedy really good. So um, we were kind of pigeonholed into that spot. And um, I guess that was uh, the crescendo of our team was that tag match. So I think that's why it meant so much to us because we actually were guys are on the chopping block that decided, hey, if we're going to get fired, let's just do some backstage promos. Those backstage promos turned into um, a dot-com series, which turned into a SmackDown series, which turned into a tag team title spot. So I think going back to your question or statement, when you take something that you yourself as a performer and artist and invest into, um, it means that much more to you kind of like a Matt Cardona, you know, he invested into his car character and he still does. I think that's why um, it means, to, it means so much to him because he, he puts a lot of thought into what he does. He doesn't have just some people writing it for him, his promos for him. 
and Breeze and I put a lot of thought into all that. So I think that's why it meant so much to us. And it's special that you're now part of Impact Wrestling as well, because there is a that is a promotion that very much would would take that creative energy and and really give you the 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 room to roll with it and run with it. That's certainly the vibe that that we get on the outside looking in. Uh, with with Impact Wrestling, um, February twenty fourth is no surrender. Watch on Impact Plus uh, across the around the world uh, for that mm. one. Uh, this will be your first Impact pay per view as a contracted talent. So mm. now you're there and you're on the books. What are you hoping to achieve as part of Impact Wrestling? Yeah, you know, I, I think obviously when you start somewhere new, you're kind of um, you're bringing the equity and the name that. For, you know whatever you did in the past so people remember me for one uh character that i played in the past so you kind of slowly segue that into a new company um you know i'm going to be doing some stuff with santina morella and uh he, he's an old friend of mine and I, I i can't praise him enough for for his ability um his backstage promo ability his his comedy wrestling ability um and just just an all-around good human being um that's the one thing about impact i really, really not the one thing but one of the things that i really really enjoy is this quality people there there's a lot of really good people that work there um and and santino being one of them and uh me being able to work with him again is is really you know meant a lot to me and um going back to your question i think evolving a character into um kind of getting away from what I've done in the past and impact is so great because the writing team there, which I have worked with in the past um, is really receptive to ideas and they're willing to work with talent and kind of hear what they want to do and um, not micromanage their promos and kind of, um, you know, see, see how the talent feels and, and let them go in a direction that, both parties feel comfortable with you know what i'm saying so yeah um i'm not really great at remembering um promos word for word i never have been um so if someone can give me bullet points and we can just kind of you know get to where we got to go and just do it on the fly I'm, I'm a lot better at that um and it, that's kind of the the vibe over there is just get the point across get where we need to get across and then you fill in the blanks which that's the way i like to do promos it's it's a, yeah. it seems to be the choice for a lot of people doesn't it yeah because i'm i'm gonna be 40 dude I'm, I'm pretty i've been doing this a long time so my memory is not quite what it used to be you know so you're never 40 <laughs> that's life begins at 40 that's the thing Hit, and here's the thing right i how many how many people in their 40s outside of your obvious like your tony hawks are skateboarding yeah, that's true. There is that. Yeah. Could that be something you incorporate? Could we see? Because I've seen you busting some skateboard moves on Instagram. So I don't know whether we yeah, could see some skateboard action on there. I um, I used to skateboard a lot, man. I used to compete when I was a kid, but I was also 160 pounds back then, and I'm 225 now. Um, just, get, just get just get a stronger skateboard. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I got to get a longboard, I guess. But um. Yeah, I would love to do that. I don't know. Um, I think I feel like that's a market that really hasn't been tapped into is the the skateboarding. You know, I, there's obviously some talent that we both know on different television shows that do come to the ring on a skateboard. But um, that, that that would be a really cool character. Um, you know, I, I think that would bring in a whole different uh, market, you know, like the whole jackass um steve all that you know all those guys that have kind of worked um in wrestling in the past i think that'd be kind of cool 
But you've heard it here first, most definitely. Uh, yeah. let's, let's see your third and final match then, Dirty Dango. So we had Usos, Fashion Police, a banger from Backlash mm-hmm. 2017. Uh, we had uh, a tag match from Heatwave uh, featuring Rob Van Dam, Hayabusa, Harkushi, and Sabu. What would you like your third one to be, sir? It's funny because if we were on an island, we'd have to just like reenact these matches, right? Like, oh, yeah. Because there's obviously no electricity unless we could like Tom Hanks it somehow and figure out. <laughs> We're going to give you like a little portable DVD player that runs on <laughs> That's batteries. Where all those videotapes would have came in handy, man. Oh. oh, you know what it is? Tom Hanks probably found those videotapes. Remember how he made and castled <laughs> all the rope? Yes. Those were all my backyard wrestling tapes. <laughs> That's where they went. <laughs> FedEx. FedEx. <laughs> Uh, my third and final match would be, um, man, just this, this this is actually the March of 1998, um, is when I decided that I really want to be a professional wrestler. It's, um, Shawn Michaels, who's my favorite wrestler growing up, um, versus Austin with Tyson in, uh, in Boston at WrestleMania 14. Oh, of all the Tyson, of all the Austin matches, sorry, of all the Shawn Michaels matches, rather. Uh, you want, was, you want a fun fact about Shawn Michaels and my I would love one that no one's ever heard before. I've never done an interview that you're going to be the first to hear it because I love you guys as YouTube show. Oh, bless you. Thank you. So this is going to be a quick, quick, uh, quick moment here. Uh, my best friend, uh, who I broke into the business with passed away and we loved Shawn Michaels growing up. And, um, when he came out at WrestleMania in Boston, he looked in the camera and said something that we, we thought he said, um, I'm not going to stay on here. But uh, so we always promised each other drive, driving up and down the road, um, doing countless indie shows and um, going up and down 95. If either of us ever makes it to WrestleMania, you got to look in the camera and say what Sean, what we thought Sean said when he was walking out to go wrestle Austin with uh, with Hunter and, you know, um, Mike Tyson as a ref. So, fuck, I actually made it to Mania. So I'm like, shit, Kevin passed away but I got to, I got to do it now. So I wrote Kevin on my wrist tape. If you go back and watch. And then when I came out with the girl dancing, I looked in the camera and said what I thought I, I needed to say. And I spit out my gum and I got yelled at for it when I got to the back, but I had to do it. So yeah, pretty cool story. Right. I love that. And it's, the, yeah. it's the, it is the best example I think I've ever heard of always better to seek forgiveness than ask permission. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, and Kevin's brother was watching and he got all teared up and, and, you know, I get yelled at, but whatever. I fucking, no one can ever take that away from me. So that's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So put that on your YouTube show for me so I can watch it with my nephew here. Oh, you don't, don't you worry. We certainly will. I'll dig it out and we'll certainly do that. Uh, I I know we haven't got much time together because I know you are a a busy man, but uh, you are now part of Impact Wrestling properly. No surrender coming up on Impact Plus end uh, 23rd of February. Uh, We'll see you there doing something. Well, well, hopefully coming down on a skateboard since we put the word out there. What if I came down and tripped and fell? Well, that probably be the end of my uh, skateboard gimmick, but well, it's it's the end of one gimmick, but it's a good thirty-five <laughs> seconds on Botchamania. So I think you know, yeah. horses for courses. Yeah. Hey, tell Adam I said hey, man. Oh, I cer- I most certainly will. I most certainly will. Tell him I'm a fan. Hold up. 
Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 